good to be here tonight. It is under the blood. I like that. I, I love that song that they sing. I really do. And I noticed it's when when they got to the chorus, they got really loud. You know, like and I, no, that's a good thing. I, I mean, I'm not saying thank you for being loud at that point because if we're going to stand up to the devil, I want to be as loud as I can and say it's under the blood. You leave me alone. You know, and I, I, I like that you put more power there, just so to speak. We're be in Jeremiah chapter 42 tonight. I'll make sure I turn my mic on here. Um, Jeremiah chapter 42. Um, I've been thinking on this uh, for since Wednesday on this uh, particular scripture, and and Lord's uh, really I don't know open not open my eyes. He just renewed the truth that I already knew. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes you're I mean, you know it, but man, it's good to hear it again, right? So it's like one of those things that uh, tonight that's, uh, you know it, but it's good to hear, and it's good to be reminded, and maybe it's good to, for those that maybe don't know it to hear it and to know it and, and, and how he'd worked in Jeremiah's life. Um, I was uh, thinking this, this morning this, as Josh was preaching to me, some people said he was preaching to you. He wasn't preaching to us, but he was preaching to me. He's talking about how that I got to rule my house well, and you know if I can't rule the house well, then how can I serve the church well? And I was thinking, well, I'm gonna have to get on to them every now and then because it seems like that's what I do at the house is get on to the little ones. <laughs> so no, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. But um, now I did think, and I, was, I thought about this too. This is about approximately 18 years ago. Me and me and Josh Green were young in our ministry, sat out here in this parking lot one Sunday night, I believe it was, and there's this rainbow in the sky, and we were talking about how, we were both talking about how God was going to use us in our lives, and, and, I, and me and him both was kind of just talking, and I don't know who said it first, I'm going to say me, but anyway, <laughs> I said it would be awesome to be able to work together someday, and just me and you work together for the Lord maybe serving a church. I, I mean, we both were looking at each other and said, but doubtful, doubtfully it would be this church. But look at, look at now, it's like God's made a way. And we talked about that over 18 years ago. And Josh is our pastor, and, and here I am as your assistant pastor. And it's, it's come true, Josh. It's like, it's like We thought we were going to have to go somewhere else to work together, but we're back here, and it's, it's great. I, I really do. I think about that often and how God's really moved, even not even not just since last Sunday night, but just in Josh being back here as the pastor for the past 11 or 12 years now, that we're getting to serve together, and the Lord's really like helped us to be served together and I'm I'm thankful for that and I'm thankful for Josh the friendship that he has that he is the friend that he is to me and I love him like a brother and I'm glad to, that we can serve together we may not always agree on everything but we love each other and we can we can get over the disagreements right because we do believe that Jesus is the son of God that he is resurrected and he is alive today and we agree on the the important things, right? So that's uh, in Jeremiah chapter 42. We're, um, I'm going to give us a little backstory before we get into Jeremiah chapter 42 because kind of didn't even know what was going on at this time. And I want to give you just a, maybe a quick rundown of what, what's been happening here. 
Uh, Jeremiah in uh, chapter 37, he was wrongfully imprisoned. They thought that he was going to, he was going to fall away to the Chaldeans, but he wasn't, and he, they didn't believe him, so they put him in prison. So he was wrongfully imprisoned, but through all this, God was protecting him by putting him in prison. You say, wow, he was in prison and God was protecting him. Yeah, he really was protecting him, because as we, as we go along here, we'll see why. Uh, God told Jeremiah to warn Zedekiah, the king of Judah, to repent. He told him, said, you need to repent, that you just need to fall under submission to the king of Babylon. He said, God has told me this. God, now this is a prophet, Jeremiah. This is a, a prophet for 40 years now. And he was telling everybody, it's like, it's amazing because Jeremiah was telling everybody what God was telling him. And these things kept on coming true. But like, some, like a lot of us, we never listen, right? Never listen to that man. He's crazy, right? But Jeremiah, he's telling uh, Zedekiah, he's saying, listen, you just need to fall under the, the servant. You just, you just need to serve the king of Babylon. They said, if you fall, under, fall into submission under him, then guess what? God's going to take care of you. You won't lose your life, and this city won't be burned to the ground. Everything will be all right. God will take care of us. But sometimes it's hard to submit to an enemy, Right? So he, Zedekiah, being foolish and, and not wanting to submit to, to the king of Babylon, which is Nebuchadnezzar, or Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> the king of Babylon, uh, he, but, so he got mad. Though, so Nebuchadnezzar, here comes the king of Babylon. He came down to, and killed King Zedekiah. So he comes and kills Zedekiah's sons and all the nobles of Judah. And he did all this. In front of Zedekiah, he didn't kill Zedekiah, sorry, I misspoke. He killed Zedekiah's sons and all the nobles of Judah, and he did it in front of Zedekiah. Now, he said what he did, probably, I can picture that the, the guards or whoever had Zedekiah or had him down on his knees and made him watch as he killed the nobles of Judah and killed his sons. And it's immediately following the killing of his sons and the nobles of Judah, he gouged out Zedekiah's eyes. So what Zedekiah, the last thing that Zedekiah saw was his sons being killed and the nobles of Judah. That's how cruel of a man that Nebuchadnezzar was. But this, all of this could have been avoided if he had just listened to what Jeremiah told him to do. Jeremiah said, go and repent. Go and tell them, hey, we'll fall under submission to you and everything's going to be all right because God will take care of us. But he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And um, uh, so Babylon, they went on to conquer Jerusalem, and Jeremiah, had, as Jeremiah had prophesied, and King Nebuchadnezzar, he uh, commanded Jeremiah should be released from prison. So now he's letting Nebuchadnezzar go. In chapter 39, verse 12, he told, this was his command concerning Jeremiah. He said, take him and look well to him and do him no harm. But do unto him even as he shall say unto thee. So what Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar he said, Jeremiah said all this was going to happen. He believed what Jeremiah said. He believed what Jeremiah prophesied that this very thing was going to happen. So hey, take care of this guy. He knows what he's talking about. So even the the ungodly king of Babylon, he even took Jeremiah's word, thinking there's something to that guy. He knows the truth. So he lets him go, and now. The Babylonians, they took all the captives of Jerusalem and Judah, including Jeremiah. They took them into captive. And verse 40, uh, chapter 40, verse 1, sorry, I'm going to read that real quick. The word, of the, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord after that 
Nebuzardan, the captain of the guard, had let him go from Ramah when he had taken him being bound in chains among all the that were carried away captive to Jerusalem and Judah, which were carried away captive in, unto Babylon. And the captain of the guard took Jeremiah and said unto him, The Lord thy God hath renounced this evil upon this place. Now the Lord hath brought it and done according as he has said, because ye have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed his voice. Therefore, this thing has come upon you. So here they are proclaiming that what God said was going to happen, happened. But you wouldn't listen to this guy. So now here's, this is why this has happened to you. And now behold, verse 4, now behold, I loosed this day from the chains which were upon thine hands. This is him letting Jer- uh, Jeremiah go. If it seemed good unto thee to come with me into Babylon, come, and I will look well unto these. But if it seemed ill that for thee to come unto Babylon, for, forbear. Behold, all the land is before thee, whether it seem good or inconvenient to thee to go, thither go. So he's saying here, Jeremiah, you prophesied all this, and look, all this has come upon them because they wouldn't listen to God, is what they're saying. All this came upon them, but, but because you said this was going to happen, we're going to let you go. He says, you, go do, you can go to Babylon with us, or you can stay here. You can go wherever you want to. He's, he's set free, right? He is, his chains have been removed, and he's been set free. So King Nebuchadnezzar, he made uh, Gedaliah the governor of Judah, or the ruler over Judah. So he's taken over now. And Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, who was a descendant of David and was in the kingly line, comes to kill the new ruler, Gedaliah, all of the Jews, the Chaldeans, and the men of war that were with him. And Ishmael and his men taking the remaining people captive. See, there was a lot of people that when Babylon came to destroy and conquer, a lot of those people left and and found other places to hide. But then whenever, when Babylon had, had, had moved away, they all came back. So when they all came back, Ishmael now, he comes and kills the ruler and all the Chaldeans and all the Jews and the men of war. And, he t- and, and Ishmael, he decides to take all the rest of the remaining people that were there captive. So now they're with him. And Johanan, the son of Korea, and all of the captains of the force, go after Ishmael to find him, find him by the great waters in Gibeon. So now Johanan, the son of Korea, now he's going after He's going after Ishmael to kill Ishmael because of what Ishmael's done. So this is just, so we're seeing, we're, we're, we're leading up to uh, chapter 42. So Johanan, the, king, the son of Korea, now he has, now when all the captives that were with Ishmael saw Johanan coming, they all ran to Johanan. So now Johanan's got all them, and Ishmael and eight other guys escaped and went, went their own way. And uh, they went to Ammon. Um, so Johanan decided to flee towards Egypt because he feared the Chaldeans and or the kings of Babylon who would come after him because of what they did. Because they killed the ruler that, the, that King Nebuchadnezzar put in charge at Judah. He, he killed Gedaliah and he's killed the Chaldeans and the Jews and the men of war there. He's done a great disservice. He's done a great, he, he sinned against the king of Babylon. And he's afraid of them coming after him. So they're going to try to flee to Egypt. And they decided to come to Jeremiah on their way to Egypt to see what God would say to them. Now that's where we pick up in, verse, in chapter 42. 
So they're trying to flee, and they're trying to flee to Egypt. Then it says in uh, verse 1 of chapter 42, Then all the captains of the forces, and Johanan the son of Korea, and Jezaniah the son of Hoshea, and all the people from the least even unto the greatest came near, and said to Jeremiah the prophet, Let we beseech thee, our supplication be accepted before thee, and pray for us unto the Lord thy God, even for all this remnant. For we are left but a a few of many, as thine eyes do behold us, that the Lord thy God may show us the way wherein we may walk and the thing that we may do. And the Jeremiah the prophet said unto them, I have heard you, behold, I pray unto the Lord your God according to your words, and it shall come to pass that whatsoever thing the Lord shall answer you, I will declare it unto you. I will keep nothing back from you. Then they said to Jeremiah the Lord, be a true and faithful witness between us. If we do not even according to all things for which the Lord thy God shall send thee to us, whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God, to whom we send thee, that it may be well with us when, the, when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. So here they've come to Jeremiah to ask Jeremiah to seek the Lord on their behalf. Now, I want you to know something, first of all. God did not ever want any, any of the uh, uh, Israelites to ever go back to Egypt. Egypt is a sign of the, of the world. It's a type of the world. I mean, they're going, what they're trying to do here is escape. They're trying to escape Jerusalem to go all the way back to Egypt. Well, I'm telling you that when God set the Israelites free from Egypt, He never intended for the Israelites to go back to Egypt because that was a type of the world. That, that, that's a symbol of the world. So He didn't want them going back to the world. He wanted them to stay free and remain free. Free from their sin. Free from their captivity. They were captives over in Egypt. They were bound in their chains. They were bound and, 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 and taken captive. They were working as slaves for the Egyptian people. There is no way whatsoever that God would want them to ever go back to Egypt. I think about that today in our lives and, in, and how we apply that to our lives. That sometimes in our lives, no matter what God tells us, we decide to go back into the world. And we don't need to be going back into the world. This is, this is just... This is just mind-blowing to me that, that these come to Jeremiah asking him, what should we do? And Jeremiah's like, we've told you for years, never go back to Egypt. He's like, so they're like, but please ask God if we can go back to Egypt. Never go back to Egypt. I'm sure Jeremiah, he's probably fed up. They, I believe they refer to him sometimes as the weeping prophet. No, no wonder he weeps so much. They never listened to him when he told them what God was telling them. They never would pay attention and heed to the warnings that Jeremiah told them. And Jeremiah's telling them, do not go back to Egypt. Do not go back to captivity. No, don't go back to that place. You're free from that now. And I can just see it in this world today. I can see it in people's lives today. How, oh, I'm just getting so fed up with this. I'm, maybe you'll see here those people, people, I'm so fed up in my marriage, so I'll just leave it. I'll just go back to Egypt, so to speak. I'll go back to the world, so to speak. I'm just so fed up with, with going to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night and Wednesday night. I think I'll just go back to Egypt. I'll just go back there. You know, things are a lot easier back there. No, no. 
Listen to what God's telling us to do. Uh, pay, pay attention to what the men of God are telling you to do. Pay attention to what, what God has given you. Pay attention to, to where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be where God wants you to be. You're supposed to be there. Did anybody ever say it was going to be easy? No, but it wasn't. it's going to be easier than it was back in Egypt. It wasn't easy in Egypt. It wasn't. Now, this is, um, well, Jeremiah here, he's telling them, hey, I mean, he pretty, he, he's like, I'll go again and talk to God on your behalf. He's like, I'll, he's like, I'll go again. I'll talk to him again. He said, just in case maybe he's changed his mind, I'll just, just to make sure, I'm going to go talk to him again. So he did. And he says, that, and it came to pass after 10 days that the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah. Could you imagine Johanan Joe, and his people? Hey, hey, Jeremiah, did you hear anything from the Lord yet? Nope, not yet. Day two. Hey, Jeremiah, did you hear anything from the Lord yet? No, no, I haven't. I wonder why. It's probably because you already know what you're supposed to do. He's not, what? Uh, so 10 days of that. Can you imagine 10 days? Jeremiah's like, if I heard anything, man, I'd have told you. All right? I'm sure he's thinking that. Like, I done told you, if, Jer if God gives me something, I'm going to give it to you. Fully give it to you. You don't think if God's told me something, I ain't going to come tell you? So I'm t I can imagine every day those guys are like, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? No doubt, probably looking over their shoulders to make sure that Nebuchadnezzar ain't coming after him or, or the Chaldeans aren't coming after him to kill him. I'm sure they're like, we need an answer. Hurry, hurry, we need an answer. They're on our tail, man. They're going to catch up to us. They're going to kill us because of what, what, because of what Ishmael done. They're going to think that we did it. We didn't do it. But Oh, forbid us tell them that we didn't do that. You know, Hey, why don't you just stay there and make things right? Right? So, but no, we're going to run to Egypt. We're going to run to Egypt because they're going to be, they're going to think that we did all those things when it wasn't us. But he said, just, just, just give, give God time. He'll answer. Right? So I can imagine the ninth day, they're probably, they're probably already loading up the horses and getting ready to go to Egypt without God's say so, you know? And it says, then called he Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces were with him, and all the people from the least even to the greatest, and said unto them, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto whom ye sent me to present your supplication before him, if ye will still abide in this land, he said, if you stay here, then I will build you and not pull you down. I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I repent me of the evil that I have done unto you. Be not afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Be not afraid of him, saith the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. I, can you picture God telling you that tonight? You just stay where you're at. Don't go back into the world. Hey, there's, there's, there's times in our lives... There's times in our, our Christian walks that sometimes we just want to just give it up. You know what I'm saying? It can be discouraging sometimes. I know, and, and Josh tells you the same way. Sometimes you, you get up here and you just fall flat on your face and you're just like, man, why am I even doing it? You know, what am I, what am I doing here? There was, was a preacher. I'd heard this story about another preacher that had spoken at a pastor's conference. He said there was this pastor that he... 
he was just so fed up with the ministry, so fed up with being a pastor. He said, I'm just going to go down to the grocery store, grab me a six-pack, I'm going to get me a buzz, and I'm just going to forget about it all right now, right here, right now. So he walked into that grocery store, he picked him up a six-pack of beer. And he said, while I was walking out, he said, Greg Laurie, you know, Greg Laurie is a famous preacher. He, he comes walking into the grocery store, walking in right beside him, hey, how's it going? He said, I'm just going to set this down right here. <laughs> he said, ain't it amazing how God works? Even, even when you're looking into going into the world, God will send you warnings or, or send, you, uh, send you people that will, it's like, man, man. This is not the way I should be going, right? This is what Jeremiah was here. They're like walking into the, walking out of the grocery store here, and Jeremiah's like, hey guys, how's it going? No, you shouldn't go to Egypt. No, no, you don't go back to Egypt. I tell you this, I, I just get the picture there of, of all those Israelites over there in chains and in bondage. And I get a picture of us wrapped up in our chains and our bondage of sin. Think about that. You just think about when I was straying in sin's dark valley. Think about, go back to that. Before you knew Jesus Christ, you're, uh, you're in your chains of bondage of sin, whether it, be, whether it be alcohol, whether it be adultery, whether it be a lie, maybe just a big liar, I don't know, maybe it's covetousness. Maybe it's just whatever sin it may be in your life. Can you imagine you're bound up in those sins, chained with those sins, chained up in those sins, and then one day Jesus walks by and looses, loosens you from those chains. Now you're loose. You're free now. You're free to be God's child. You're free to be a child of God. You're no longer bound by sin. You're no longer under the, the burden of sin. You're, no, you're free from sin and free from that burden. And now, guess what? Oh, it's not going my way. So I think what I think I'll do is I'm going to go back over here and put these chains back on. I'm going to go ahead and chain myself back up because, you know, it's just not going the way I thought it would over here. <laughs> I got bad news for you. It's not always going to go the way you think it should go. Not always. Sometimes God has other plans, right? <laughs> What's that old famous joke? If you want to make God laugh, just make plans, right? It's God's plan. Now, things might not always go the way you want it to go, but it doesn't mean go back over here and chain yourself up to that sin no more. This is, the, this is the picture that I'm getting from this message tonight. This is the picture I'm getting from this scripture tonight. That God has told the, the, the Israelites, never go back to Egypt. Never go back to that sin. Never go back to that bondage. Never go back to those chains. Never go back to that. I freed you from that. Why would you go back to that? I'm telling you, I say God's up there a lot of times looking down on, on me and he's just like, Oh my goodness, Jason, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Don't go back to that. Don't do that. Don't go back to that. Don't do that. I mean, I, I mean I'm telling you, I love my boys with everything in me. But I'm thinking, just listen sometimes, right? I, you know how I many. I was talking to everyone, but this is just, I mean, no. This is, I love my boys, and they're good boys, okay? 
I want them to be better. I'm working, we're working on that. I want, this is what I want. This is what I want, okay? And I believe this is what God wants for us. I want my boys to be the best boys in the world, you know? Followers of Jesus Christ who will stand for Jesus Christ no matter what. I want them to love Jesus Christ with all their heart, all their mind, and all their soul. But, however, I was talking to everyone on the phone the other day. She's, I, I'll, I'm just talking to her on my break at work. She said, Sutton, quit walking on the couch. Like, she, said, you, she's like, she said, you know how many times a day I have to tell him, don't walk on the couch? It's like, when? Why? Why don't you learn? Don't walk on the couch. Oh, you know how many times a day I say, Hayden, if you would just listen, you would be. How many times I say it, Hayden? Quite a bit. <laughs> hundred. He said a hundred. If you would just listen, just li- be a good listener. Be a good listener. You would save yourself so much trouble. And I think sometimes and I say that, and I was like, why was he? Why will he not just listen? But now I have to think about this. God's up there sometimes just shaking his head at me, saying, "Why won't he just listen?" No, I'm sure he's thinking about this. <laughs> look, look, children of Israel, look at all the things that happened. Look at what Moses brought you through, brought you through the wilderness. He brought you across the Red Sea on dry ground. Well, that's impossible, right? Not with God, it's not. Brought you over across the Red Sea on dry ground. You wouldn't have had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years if you just listened to God, right? God said, I mean, God said, go take the promised land. It's yours. Oh, let's send some spies just to make sure. And uh, what, ten, what, they sent 10 spies, eight of them come back and said, there's giants over there, we better not go there. So you're going to, those giants are bigger than God? Well, God said, okay, you don't want to do that? Then won't you just wander in the wilderness for 40 years, and then I'll give it to you. You know, it's like, just listen to God, right? But we can, hey, we can be, hey, we can just, we can get all over the Israelites for not listening to God. But how many times in your life do you just wish that, how many times in your life do you think God's just saying, just listen to me? I mean, Jason Turner, just listen to what I'm trying to tell you here. I'm telling you, you can save yourself heartache. You can save yourself regret. You can save yourself all this if you would just listen to me. No, it's not ideal to go under the captivity of Babylon. It's not, it's not the ideal for the Israelites to be servants to Babylon or anything like that. But that's what God wanted them to do at that time. Might not have been the ideal situation. But hey, I'm telling you, I, I wonder, it's like, what would have happened, God, if they would have just admitted to Babylon? I guarantee you it wouldn't have been long. Those Israelites would have taken over Babylon. You know what I'm saying? But now... These guys are just going to run on down to Egypt. Now he says this. Um, so I'm telling them not to be afraid. He said, and I will show mercies, and verse 12, I will show mercies unto thee that ye, he may have mercy upon you and cause you to return to your own land. But, but, this is what God said. But, if you say, we will not dwell in this land, neither obey the voice of the Lord your God, saying no, but we will go into the land of Egypt where we, shall, where we shall see no war, 
nor, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor have hunger of bread, and there will we dwell. And now, therefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye remnant of Judah. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Now, this is a big deal. Because you know what? Back in those days, if you stand and say, thus saith the Lord, hey, they could put you to death if it wasn't really from the Lord. <laughs> That's a big... I mean, Jeremiah's saying, he's standing there saying, I'm speaking for God. And if they come to find out you weren't speaking for God, you were speaking for yourself, they would put you to death. They would kill you for doing that. So this is a big deal now. He's standing firm saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if ye wholly set your faces to enter into Egypt and to sojourn, sojourn there, then it shall come to pass that the sword which ye feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. And the famine whereof ye are, were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt. And there ye shall die. What? I mean, he's telling them flat out. You go back into the world, you're going to die. You don't have my protection no more. What? I'm telling you. Listen to the warning of God there. But listen, if, you are, if, you're live, if you're trying to live for the Lord and you just have a moment of weakness where you're like, I just think I'm going to go back into the world, just remember this warning that, hey, if you go back into Egypt, you're going to die. And I can't, I'm not going to protect you over there. If you stay right here, I'll protect you. You're good. He said, but that fear, that, that, he said, that famine that you fear, that king, of, that king of Babylon that you fear, that sword that you fear, he said, all those things will follow you into Egypt. But if you just stay right here, everything's going to be good. You just stay right here. Oh, they're just, oh, why would we not believe the prophet of 40 years that everything he said's come to pass? Why will we not just trust that He really is speaking for God? And why don't we just stay right here? No. No, they really didn't want God to... They just wanted God to agree with them. They weren't going to listen to God. So they decided to go ahead and go. So shall it be with all the men that set their faces to go into Egypt to sojourn there. They shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. And none of them shall remain or escape from the evil that I will bring upon them. I mean, that's a strong warning for those that turn from God and go back to Egypt. That's a strong warning. I think about that in this world today. So many, so many that are not here with us because they decided to go back out into the world. No protection from God out there in the world. There's no protection out there for those that go back into the world. It's like denying the Lord God and going back to the world. It's denying Him. It's like, thus said the Lord. Just stay right here. You're good right here. Right? I, but I get it, though. I get it, though. Like, don't walk on the couch. Just do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? One of these days he's going to fall off the couch and bust his head on the hardwood floors. And you know what? If you went around on the couch, that wouldn't happen. Right? But it's the same thing with us. Just stay where you're at. Maybe it's not stay right here. Maybe God's telling you to do something else. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do whatever God's telling you to do. But don't go back out into the world. God will never tell you to go back to Egypt.
God will never tell you to go back to the world. You stay where you're at if you have to, or you go where God's telling you to go. But never go against God. Because that's when His protection will leave us. When we get outside the will of God, He's like, I can't protect you no more. I'm not going to protect you no more. Not that I can't, just not going to. Because you're just going flat out going against what I say. You know, sometimes I think to myself, as a parent, I'd serve him right to fall off the couch and bust his head. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it to happen. I'm not saying that. God don't want it to happen. But sometimes they just serve them right, right? They just did it. You'll learn one of these days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You'll learn. Well, you come crying to mama or crying to daddy. See, if you had just been a good listener, that wouldn't have happened, right? I feel like that's what God's telling us, right? You see, maybe I shouldn't be so hard on them anymore. Now that I think about it, maybe I just need to realize this is what God's saying to me. Maybe you should just be a good listener. Maybe they get it from me. Nope. (laughs) Maybe they get it from us because we're humans and in the flesh. And that's our nature. But God says just stay where you're at and let Him rule your life. Let Him protect your life. Let Him guide you. Let Him lead you. Stay where you're at. Or go where He's telling you to go. But never go where He's not telling you to go. And He's not telling you to go back to the world. There's nothing in the world for a saved person. There's nothing in the world for someone who's trying to follow Jesus Christ. There's nothing there for you. It'll only bring you more pain, more misery. And you will not be, you will not be under the protection of God. The maker of the earth, the creator of the universe, the holy one. That even though you might think, I'm going to go out like that pastor that walked in that grocery store. I'm going to go here and get a six pack, take it back home. I'm going to drink it. Nobody's ever going to know that I did it. God knew. So he sent Greg Laurie to walk right past him into the grocery store. Just so happened, Greg Laurie knew who this guy was. And said, hey, brother, how you doing? I'm just setting this down. I don't know how this got in my hand. <laughs> Shake that off. He said, but sometimes you just get discouraged. Sometimes you just get in a way to where you feel like, man, why am I even trying? Well, just keep on trying, all right? Don't go back out into the world. Just keep on trying. Keep on doing what God's called you to do. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody may do, no matter what they may say about what you're doing for the Lord, you do it for the Lord because the Lord's told you to do it. And don't worry about what everybody else is saying. Because if anybody says anything wrong about what you're doing for the Lord, then they're wrong, not you. Because you're doing it for the Lord. Right? You just follow the Lord and trust Him. And He'll put His hedge of protection about you. Not to say that you won't have hard times. And not to say that you won't... You might not... Not to say you won't get your feelings hurt sometimes, because you will. But just keep on going for the Lord. I'm telling you. If I, quit, if I quit every time I got my feelings hurt, I wouldn't have a job, probably. But I've been there for 25, 23 years now. But I keep going back because I need a job. But more than a job, I need Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter how many times I get my feelings hurt here, I still need Jesus. So I'm going to keep coming back. No matter what, I'll be here. All right. So let's just put our faith and trust in Him as we get a song ready. Just think about, what, think about these words that God gave Jeremiah. He said, I'll protect you. Hey, but if you go down to Egypt, you will die. 
you will die. Hey, you say, that's awful strong. That's an awful big warning. Hey, is that what it's going to take? Is that what it takes to get you to stay where God, stay with God? Is that what it gets you? Hey, you could die going into the world. There's no promise that if you go back into the world that, that God's not going to let you die. No promise of that. Hey, it's the truth, right? I mean, there's some people think, well, that's a little harsh. I don't think that now, the, nowadays, the times that we live in, you know, everybody talks about the times that we live in. You know, God would not do that today. God wouldn't do that. God's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. I mean, God, if God will kill the Israelites for going back to Egypt, I guarantee you He will kill some people today in Knoxville, Tennessee for going back to Egypt. He will. I know He will. I'm just saying it's all according to His purpose. I I would never run up in God's face and say, if I go back into the world, you're not going to kill me. I would never do that. That'd be foolish. To think that I could just run up in God's face and say, I'm going to go chain myself up over here to this bar and see what you do. I'm going to let me see what you can do. No, no. Because he will kill you. He will. He will. He will not let you live. He will. He said this. He said, you go back into Egypt. Ye will die. You will die. So don't go back to Egypt. Hey, it doesn't matter. How rough it gets here at the West Side Baptist Church. No matter how rough or tough it gets here, it's better than going back to Egypt. No matter how rough. How tough. Hey, I've been through, hey, we've been through some rough stuff here at this church in the past 20-something years. We've been through some rough and hard times. But it's still easier here than it was in the world. It was. Might not have seemed like it at the time, but it was. And we're, you know why we're still here? Because God was protecting us. He was keeping us, keeping us safe. And that's why we're still here today. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for men that follow God's leadership, Bunny Hurst, Josh Green. Praise God for those people that are following the leadership of God. Uh, as we sing tonight, if you've got anything in your heart, maybe there's something drawing you back to the world. Maybe there's some doubts that you've had that, or maybe some struggles going on in your life that's, that the devil's told you, just go back to doing this. I say you come pray about it and say, devil, get off my back. I say, I'm under the blood, right? You can't have me because I'm under the blood. Leave me alone. I've had to tell him that several times. Get thee behind me, Satan. I don't know. I've said that so many times in my life. Because he'll try to drag us down. He'll try to drag us out from underneath the protection of God and get us back out into the world where we're no longer beneficial to, to God and to the kingdom of God. And where we're, he'll try to drag us out there. But it's time for us to say, no, devil, I ain't going. I'm going to stay right here under the protection of God and do what he wants me to do. No matter how hard it may be. No matter what, what, no matter what comes, I'm staying with God. As what song shall we sing?